UC Wealth Management, we're proud to partner with individuals, families, and foundations, ensuring possibilities become achievements. From preserving and enhancing your assets to securing your legacy for future generations, we're focused on your success. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth. Since 1868, member FDIC. Well, it could be the trifecta for Donald Trump, but looks like he's about to get indicted again. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey's out today. Jerry Lopez, you find him at Indy Spanglish over on Twitter. In for Casey today, Kev's here. And Jerry, it is coming down via Trump's truth social media, and now multiple news outlets reporting it, that it appears that Jack Smith, who is the prosecutor, the the, the overseeing the special the, uh, the the documents case that he has sent a letter of some sort to Trump via his attorneys that say he could be indicted related to events of January 6th though it's not clear exactly what that could be this is unbelievable yeah it's never going to stop I don't They just need one to stick. It really is what I'm thinking. Like, if they just throw, you know, they're going to overcharge, overcharge, overcharge. And if we can get one or two of these to stick. And I think I heard somewhere where we have an old uh, Civil War thing that if you're accused or if you're found guilty of anything that has to do with, you know, conspiracy to overthrow the government or sedition or anything like that, you cannot run for office. So that that is an interesting point, which is. Clearly, the government, the Biden government's attempt to weaponize law enforcement and the justice system against Donald Trump has made him more popular inside the Republican Party. We talked earlier about the misread I had on DeSantis, and I think a part of the big part of the misread is that people have pulled an animal house and said, you can't do that to our pledges, only we can do that to our pledges. And it has made these these repeated arrests, indictments, whatever, have made people more loyal to Trump, which it does make you wonder, given Trump's wide unpopularity, especially in swing states, et cetera, has this been the goal of the left? Let's goad people into being for Trump, and then that will be our best chance to keep the White House. I mean, I, we talked about it last last uh, last hour, right? Um, it's just it it's exhausting. It's just exhausting, you know. To to like I said, I'm a Trump guy, so it's after some point in time, you just get tired of defending it. You know, yeah. it's just like we'll see what happens, but it's 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 exhausting. So Trump, as we said, did go to Truth Social Media. He did. I mean, it is long. There is no way I would die of an aneurysm if I tried to read the whole thing in the voice. So I'm just going to read the first couple paragraphs of this. Now, I don't know if you know, Jerry, on this show, when we read Trump's social media thoughts. I do them in the voice I picture in Trump's head as he is feverishly typing them out with his thumbs. And because, I don't know if you know this, Jerry, I once interviewed President Trump and he told me I was terrific and a great dream and he wished every interview could be just like this. we play Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You in the background. Let's so if, uh, if it would please the audience, Kevin, take it away. And I- wow. On Sunday night, while I was with my family, having just arrived from the turning point event in Florida, 
where I won the straw poll against all other Republican candidates with 85.7%, with all polls showing me leading in the Republican primary by very substantial numbers, almost everyone predicting that I will be the Republican nominee for president, and as I am leading Democrat Joe Biden in the polls by a lot, horrifying news for our country was given to me by my attorneys, deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ, sent a letter, again it was Sunday night, stating that I am a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation and giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which almost always means an arrest and indictments. And then he went on for like nine more rambling paragraphs, and there's no way I could get through those. So there you go, Jerry. It's it's the never-ending story. In the words of DJ Khaled, another one. <laughs> All right, we'll see what happens with that. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Jerry, uh, Jerry Lopez, in for Casey today. Jerry, um, I think it is safe to say that the public education system in this country is completely out of control. Agreed completely. That... We have seen, especially in the past five-ish years, we talk about weaponization of law enforcement in this country against regular people. We have seen the weaponization of the public education system against kids because the left, and this is, it is a compliment, it is a scary compliment, but while the right was focused on winning governorships, state legislatures, you know, Congress, the left recognized if we can get them before they get into society and we can own them as kids, then it will take years to undo what we have spent the previous 12 to 16 years telling them is reality. Yeah, it's, it, there's definitely been a change. And I was thinking this on the way here. I would like to d- get your opinion on when you think it went from uh, educators in schools to activists in schools, because there's been a change where it's no longer about teaching math and science and this and that. It's more about social stuff, right? How do you feel? What about this and 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 stuff like that? So, so here's what's super interesting is I don't think there was a moment I equate it to the frog in the boiling pot of water. And what I mean by that is that over the past 25 probably years, I'm just picking a random number, but it's about that. We have over time see, seen these people who were children who were the first to kind of be indoctrinated slowly by this become adults and enter the, enter the adult world and the professional world where they now have the ability to control the public education system. And I think it has been a gradual thing over time by which it it is in full force extremism, but it wasn't one moment where it was full force extremism. It was a gradual buildup to the point where suddenly a bunch of people looked around and said, oh my gosh, what the hell is happening? Yeah, and it's it's kind of like what we talked about earlier today in a sense of you can't put the toothpaste back in the thing now, right? right. Or, and, and not only, you know, schools taught us why America was great. It wasn't because we agree. We're actually great because we don't have to agree, right. right? And now what we're getting in our school system is you will agree with this viewpoint. If not, you are an ist. And there's two things, like I chalk this up, and the, 
remember that video came out several months ago now in which the undercover group got administrators from central Indiana, northern Indiana, southern Indiana. They got them all on tape admitting we do the DEI, we do yeah. the SCL, we do the CRT, we lie to parents. We change about the it. name because it's right. Yeah. And I think what that proved is two things. Number one, ultimately, this is the fault of us. And what I mean by that is school board members are ultimately in control of what superintendents do, and the superintendents are largely in control of what the teachers do. And so there isn't wasn't some magic liberal school board planting seed that grew up in a in a backyard somewhere. We have elected these people and we have done that because of apathy in terms of engagement. And by apathy in terms of engagement, I use the phrase, and our listeners will know this is a long time phrase, kids as human shields. And what I mean by that is the public education system has gotten very good at being able to use uninformed and apathetic parents, kids as human shields. Well, if you don't do this, then little Johnny Jr. is going to suffer and you don't want little Johnny Jr. to suffer. And it takes a very strong willed and very educated and informed person to look at at a a, a superintendent because we want to believe. Right. We want to believe the teachers and educators and principals. What what do we say? They they don't make enough. Obviously, they love what they do. Right. Exactly. They're here because they love teaching children. And if the guy you trust. Or the girl you trust is telling you, well, little Johnny Jr. is going to suffer. If you don't, you go, okay, well, whatever you need to make sure little John." When in reality, the referendums, the all of this stuff is about control. It's about being able to exert power over the community. And we as a collective have given it to them because we have been apathetic and uninformed. And once we get informed and are no longer apathetic, a lot of people are not bold enough to stand up yep. and, and fight the system. Yeah, and, and now they've made it just like um, just like you at the Brownsburg. Yeah. You know, they, they're doing that to parents at the school board meetings. Yes. The exact same scenario. Yeah. I and mean, didn't, know, didn't they have the DOJ investigating parents <laughs> as domestic terrorists because we didn't want, you know, quote unquote, porn in school or we didn't want these, we didn't want boys in the girls' restroom. These are simple ideas. Jerry, you're so right. And the bigger problem is. And once again, you don't have a right to have a different opinion. They're right. taking that away from you. And the biggest issue is, so for someone like me, don't threaten me with a good time, right? Like, no, I don't care. I will show up. Right. But there's so many people, like when it happened to me, when the cops were weaponized against me, look, I knew they weren't going to arrest me. And if that they had, that would have been even more funny. But I'm not going to be afraid of what's going to happen to me. Like, I don't care if somebody says something bad about me. But so many parents... So many people do care what others think about them. They need to be liked. They, oh my gosh, he got escorted out by the cops, blah, blah, blah. But when it's your kid, it's even worse, right? And so I want to play this audio. It is from a woman named Becky Pringle. She is the head of the nation's largest teachers union. She was at the National Education Association convention. And I'm going to play this. This is a little longer than an audio we normally play, but I need people to hear this in entire in its entirety because this is the person that is in charge of the teachers who are in charge of your kids, and we're going to let it roll and stay through the whole thing because this should be eye-opening to every single person. Go. I can hear Chief Seattle crying out to us, urging us to remember when you know who you are, when your mission is clear, and you burn with the inner 
fire of an unbreakable will. No cold can touch your heart. No deluge can dampen your purpose. And yay, you are those stars in the darkness. Your light will not be dimmed. Your purpose will drive you in a righteous fight for freedom because you know who you are. and we will change this world for our students with that inner fire burning we will never bend we will never be broken because we are the NEA and we will always always do what we must to be worthy of our students thank you NEA for all you do and for our colleagues and for your states and for this country. Onward, NEA. Onward. Now, if she had started that whole thing with let me tell you something, mean Gene, that would have been a perfect Hulk Hogan promo circa 1988. However, this is not phony baloney pro wrestling. This is a woman who is in charge of the largest teachers union in the country and these are the people that have control of your kids that's who you're giving control of your kids over to because they take marching orders from her that is terrifying she doesn't care about education she cares about you know being an activist that's this that's horrible it reminded me of the pastor from coming to america <laughs> like that was that was scary you're telling me that's a that's a director in teaching like come on all right um let's take a break when we come back Mark Zuckerberg apparently went to training camp for his fight with Elon Musk, and we absolutely have to talk about that. Jerry Lopez in for Casey. It's Kendall and Casey Show. Hey, guys, it's Rob. Did you know 96% of Americans, 96% forfeit $111,000 in Social Security income? It's true. Learn how you could avoid this with a free Social Security analysis from Bill Demery, your retirement guy in Indy. Casey and I, we trust Bill. We're clients of his, and he knows Social Security like the back of his hand. This free analysis pinpoints exactly when you should file for Social Security while considering your taxes, spousal benefits, and Medicare premiums. If you've saved at least $200,000 for retirement and have not filed for Social Security, schedule your free analysis by calling 317-932-9912. Save yourself a ton of time and don't lose a dime in Social Security income. Schedule your free analysis by calling 317-932-9912. 317-932-9912. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So Mark Zuckerberg apparently has been training for this could-be fight with Elon Musk. Now, there's been no fight confirmed, but he has already begun training. 
And by the way, it is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey's out today. Jerry Lopez. You can find him on Twitter at Indy Spanglish in for Casey today. Kevin's here as well. Uh, I think this is dumb. I don't think this is ever going to happen. I think this is a you know what show that both of these guys are going to feed into and they have no intention of actually doing it. It's just good publicity. Jerry, the floor is yours. Uh, So let's go to tell the tape. All right, so Elon Musk comes in at 52 years old, six foot one, and admits to never working out. He says he has one move called the whale, where he just literally will just lay on you. All right, we got Zuck. Zuck's 39, five foot seven, and actively does jujitsu. Yeah. Like he is, he just got back from training with Israel Adesanya and, and Volkanowski. Like he's doing these things. As a matter of fact, in May, he went 2 and 0. Oh. Some say that it should be one and one. Allegedly, he was choked out. Was uh, he like the million dollar man? Did he pay the ref? Did he buy he got the ref off? A- allegedly choked out. Complained to the ref. Uh-huh. They ran it back, and then he won the he won the second fight. Did he have so. his, did, is he like Ted DiBiase? Did yeah. he have his bodyguard just present a wad of cash yeah. to the referee? Did not count. Uh-huh. Yeah, did not count. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happened. I don't think they're going to fight at all. Dana White from the UFC is already. He's not an idiot. He's like, I'll host it right now. <laughs> Elon's mom said there's no chances this is happening. I think it's. I think it's publicity, but also with the threads versus Twitter thing. Like, is that what they were talking about? I don't know, but if you don't follow Elon, Elon, you're missing out. Okay, so here, let's let's walk through this from from a logical standpoint. And the logic tells you, even though Zuckerberg gives up a lot in terms of height and weight, he's an actual, whatever you want to call it. He's not a trained fighter, like he's not an MMA guy. He at least has the conditioning. Right. He would... He would destroy Elon Musk, yeah, and right? it wouldn't I mean, be a know, real he, fight. They would, he probably would just take him down right. and like just ride him out the whole time. Right. So, so there's almost no universe in which Elon Musk could actually win this because he's much older. He's out of shape. He freely admits that. But much like there was no chance Kid Rock was actually going to run for United States Senate a couple of years ago. Do you remember that when in in Michigan yeah. this was like two or three years ago, and he milked that thing, and he was doing like interviews and he was he wasn't like totally brushing it off but he was he was feeding the beast and people were all pumped and then finally he just gets on a plane one day and just looks at everybody and goes of course i'm not running for u.s senate you stupid and he used a bunch of words i can't use i can't believe all you people bought this hook line and sinker i was just doing this to sell concert tickets and get free publicity <laughs> this is the same thing yeah. right there's no way this actually just to stay relevant right no yeah. way it actually happens um Let's real quick, while we've got a second, I wanted to play you this audio from Tulsi Gabbard. This was a couple days ago on Fox, but it kind of went largely unnoticed. And I thought it was just excellent of Tulsi Gabbard talking about why she has left the Democrat Party. There are actually a lot of Democrats across the country who, uh, like me, feel that today's Democratic Party is completely out of touch with the people. We have the Democrat elite, people in the Biden administration, pushing this nonsense, saying things like, hey, the government should be responsible for raising your children, not you as parents. They are pushing things like censorship of any speech that they don't like. They're pushing open borders. They're pushing favoring criminals over victims. The list of their insanity 
goes on and on and on. I was a Democrat my entire adult life up until a few months ago because of their insanity. I could no longer associate myself with them. And so they have created this position for themselves where voters are looking elsewhere. And I, I just got to say, you know, you mentioned no labels in Joe Manchin. The Democrats are terrified of this. And I think it's laughable and arrogant that they're saying, oh, well, how dare he be a spoiler? They're so entitled, they take voters for granted that they think that they can just call anyone who stands up against them as a political opponent for Joe Biden uh, as a spoiler. It, it's, it's, it's crazy. Voters want options. They want to be able to vote for the best candidate that they believe can do the job. She's right. And I do wonder, Jerry, why at this point, look, so I have... While I am technically a Republican in good standing, as told to me by the state treasurer, it's not, it's not what they're saying on the Twitter. State of Indiana, that's not what they say on Daniel Twitter. Elliott. As I continue to vote in Republican primaries, I have largely divorced myself from the Republican Party as a collective because record government, record spending, lying to me repeatedly—that doesn't—that you know—that doesn't work for me. So. Yeah. I have had the ability to say, you people have not held up your end of the bargain. You lie to people. You do not hold the values of your party platform. I am done with you. But it seems like there's so many on the left who will not, despite all the things Tulsi Gabbard saying be completely true, your party is run by, they're not liars, they're maniacs. At least the left is honest, right? The left is honest about what they are. They're lunatics. So you have liars over here, lunatics over here. I can divorce myself from the liars, but people don't seem to be willing to divorce themselves from the lunatics. Yeah, and and one of the issues I always have, like, so I say, like, one of the number one issues, two of the the top issues for people of color is fatherless homes and and lack of uh, of opportunity, right? But when BLM came out, their number one thing was to to get rid of the nuclear family, which would have been the worst thing for us, right? Lack of opportunity comes from lack of education. Lack of education comes from failing public schools. So why aren't Democrats pro-school choice? Right. Great question. Because it's about control. It's about control over you. And it goes back to that clip we played last segment from the lunat that Becky Pringle, uh, who's the head of the nation's largest t- uh, teachers union. Public education and so much of what they do. Now, it's not every educator. Sure. But we always preface by saying this. If you are an educator and you are one of the good guys or girls, these people are speaking for you. They say they speak for you. If they don't speak for you, then you need to speak out because they're claiming the mantle that they speak for you. And so much of public education now, the administration of it especially, is about control. Referendums are not about funding public schools. They are not, I promise you. You've got a gajillion of them in Carmel. Not one of them is about funding the public school. They could figure out a way to do all the things they are currently doing without the referendum. It's about control because they that referendum takes more control over your finances. The community is more locked in to having to fund the growth of whatever they're doing over there. And I guarantee you, Jerry, in Carmel or Westfield or any of these other places that have these referendums, the parents have no idea where that money actually goes once it yep. goes. They yep. just, I did it. I funded the schools. Look at the good I'm I, doing. I saw the back and forth you were kind of having with the HSC. <laughs> and that was kind of the same thing. Like, parents really didn't really know what they were supporting. Right. Right. I, I, I will. And what would you say? Oh, you feel good that they're charging you one less thousand dollars when you should be paying zero. Exactly. But, so instead of charging you four, we're going to charge you three. And this was. And the, you're going to walk away with a smile on your face. Well, and this was the thing. And I kind of thought maybe one of these HSC school board members or somebody from the, hey, we need to steal more of your money than than constitutional tax caps say, say we should. Uh, people is going to come on now conveniently. I guess they've they've moved off that now. Because, well, there is no excuse. But. 
when it's even more disappointing when you elect four supposed conservatives and people who run on, in the case of Hamilton South, Southeastern, I'm going to clean this up. Well, you can't clean it up if you keep feeding the beast. It's a mess as a whole. Even like I, I put up something on my Twitter about the library board where they, <laughs> where they have two people from two, two execs and one marketing person. And they're really fighting to keep yeah. some of these books that conser- and they're they're supposed to be conservatives. Yeah. And they're fighting to keep a lot of these books over in kids section. So many people. And this is what I found when I was in local government. I know, I know we're going to get to a break. They want to be liked. And that always was so perplexing to me it's like you won you already won the like me contest it doesn't but you get in these little clubs these little groups you know in washington dc we call it the hot tub but it exists in all of our communities where well joe is the head of the uh, the chamber of commerce and joe won't like me if i blah 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 because joe's kids go to whatever it doesn't matter Joe had his opportunity not to like you at the ballot box, and and you won, and they, and people just man, they get totally they get totally swarmed on that, and that's I think what happened up at Hamilton Southeastern. All right, when we come back, Charles Barkley is completely ridiculous, and the thing he said about Bud Light is simply unbelievable. We'll talk about it. Jerry Lopez in for Casey. It's Kendall Casey Show, ninety three WIBC. WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey's out today. Jerry Lopez, find him on Twitter at Indy Spanglish in for Casey. So Charles Barkley did something yesterday and Jerry, I just, I was watching this video and I thought you've, you, you've got to be kidding me. I was really, really, really disappointed because Charles seemed to be the one guy on all these shows that didn't didn't you know kneel down to, to to the corporations and he just said how he felt yeah so let's review what the whole bud light boycott is all about it isn't about someone being a transsexual it isn't about someone being gay it isn't about judging that lifestyle what the bud light boycott is about is people saying you can do what you want but we don't have to cheerlead it. Correct. We don't have to engage in commerce with lifestyles we disagree with. What do we have to do with a transsexual person or a homosexual person if you disagree with the lifestyle? We have to leave them alone, let them live their life as any other, with freedoms and liberties, as any other person under the Constitution is is blessed to be able to do. That's it. Yep. I don't have to cheerlead that. I don't have to celebrate it. I don't have to throw parades for it. I don't have to tell you it's good. I just leave, leave you alone. Leave you alone. Yep. Right. And, yep. And and, when, and, and, and Bud, and I mean to catch up, but the Bud Light thing was that organization attempting to make people engage in commerce. It's not even cheerlead. It's give money to something that they vehemently disagree with, and you don't have to do that in this country. Yeah. Yep. And and. Regardless of where you stand on it, it was really cool to see conservatives still, it's still going on, to see conservatives finally take a stand together and actually make change, right? How many times have you heard, you know, vote with your dollars, right? Right. Well, I'm not going to spend my dollars there. Now they're upset that this is actually working. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because not is it only a, it is not only a transsexual person, and let's call that what it is in this case, this is a man who pretends to be a woman. 
done. And uh, by the way, the rule on this show for me, Jerry, I don't know if you're aware of this, is if you're chopping or growing, I'll believe you're serious about the thing you espouse to be serious about. Well, in the case of Dylan Mulvaney, he's not doing anything. He's not chopping yeah. or he's not growing. Blair White lives the life, right? Right. right. So I'm going to believe, while I you know disagree with it, I, yeah. you know whatever, that Blair White is resolute in her belief, and she yeah. has acknowledged, hey, this is a disorder and it's not normal. But here's what I am. Okay, great. Great, that's this fine. This is just a guy that likes to wear dresses. This is, and he pretends to be, which is even more creepy, a, a little, little girl. A little girl, yeah, right? I saw that, yeah. I'm not embracing that. Yeah. And not only am I not embracing that, I am boycotting any company who says this is normal behavior. And that is what the Bud Light boycott for most people is all about. It's not about transphobia. Nope. It's not about homosexuality. It is about you have a grown man who, by the way, most people think this is just some giant gag that he's on because he's making a jillion dollars off of, who pretends to be a little girl. It's sick. Yeah, and I it's have weird. And I have multiple daughters. So this is the hill that I will die on because I think it's up to us, A, as men, to point out the hypocrisy. But but women have fought way too hard for this stuff to have some beta male show up and all of a sudden you're the best athlete in the school or yeah. you're the like no, that's women have fought way too hard for any of this stuff. So I always if I go out and the line of the restroom is long, I say smart comments like nobody's identified as female to go to the other one. <laughs> You know, and people look at me and I go, well, don't be a bigot. I'll go wherever I want. You, you know, it's it's interesting. I had a conversation with someone who is a high ranking official in a prominent private school yesterday. And we were talking about the enrollment in their school. This is a public school or a private school? This is a private school. school. Okay. And, and is that a, like a religious school? Uh, I'm not. Yes. Okay. No, yeah. you don't have to say the name. I'm not going to name to... who it was. Okay. Because, Jerry, a rule on this show is I do not name people unless they specifically don't, want to yeah, be named. Yeah, don't need it. I just want to know if it was like a religious school or a private school. Because they would be or tarred and feathered. School. There's a strong chance of public yep. association with me. Okay. And so we were having a very candid conversation about what's going on in their school. Okay. And this person told me that their enrollment is through the roof. Yeah. And they were saying saying the number one thing they attribute that to is the abandonment that parents are feeling from the public education system. And it is in many ways, especially in areas such as this, where these things are happening and the public education system is not only turning a blind eye to it, they are wholeheartedly embracing it and demeaning you if you don't celebrate the thing that is super, let's say what it is, it is super weird. Yep. Yep. And, and 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 going back to COVID, we're talking about private schools didn't necessarily close down COVID. Those kids didn't miss one, two, three years of school. Private schools were, or public schools were shutting down left and right. All right. So let's play this clip, uh, all of that from Charles Barkley coming out. And he, I don't know if he's had, it looks like he's at a party of some, some sort. Bar. Yeah. And he is livid about people who do not embrace Bud Light. <laughs> So Charles, this big shocker here, has totally missed the point of all of it, which is it is not about gay or transsexual. If you're an adult and you want to chop or grow or dress however you want to dress, 
you may absolutely 100% do that. What you may not do is force me to tell you that I think that's normal or that I think it is okay that you're that you're trying to act like a man when you're a woman or a woman when you're a man. I'm going to leave you alone and let you live your life, but I'm not celebrating it. I'm not throwing parades for it. I'm not certainly engaging in commerce with my dollars over it. And he has just completely missed the point, and he makes himself look so stupid when he does stuff like that. Yeah, so in the America I was sold as as a kid of first generation, like first generation American, you have a right to be and say and identify as whatever you want. I have a right to say you're a weirdo. <laughs> Right? Like, I don't have to agree with you. And that's right. what makes this country great. Right now, we're having forced adaptation, right? We have a whole month where in June, it's like every company's gone gay, yeah. you know? And then in July, we don't even know what's going on anymore. We change our profile pictures back to regular pictures instead of rainbow pictures, and it just goes away. Yeah. And it is a weird thing that we have, and this has been very rapid. I mean, certainly within the last 10 years. And I will say this, and I've said this numerous times I was dead wrong on the gay marriage thing. And what I mean by that is my view on marriage when the gay marriage, when the Supreme Court ruling came down, when states were enacting it, is government shouldn't be in marriage, period. So I guess if government is going to be in marriage, then everyone should be able to get married. Well, I still think government shouldn't be in marriage, period. That view has not changed. That is between you and a church. And if you're going to be in a church that legalizes certain things, that's between you and the, you and the church. It's not a church I'm going to be a part of. Yep. But that again, I'm leaving you alone. Yep. However, the people who were sounding the red flag on the gay marriage stuff at the time was that it's not just about, as you say, Rob Kendall, leaving people alone. The next step will be full embracement of what we're doing. And then the next step will be men who want to be women, which is happening yep. and the embracement of that. And then if you don't do it, then you're evil. Then you get boycotted. Then you get canceled to the credit of the people who are anti-gay marriage. They have been proven 100% correct about the snowball that would start and would not stop if gay marriage was allowed to happen. And by that standard, they have been proven completely correct. So I saw a thing today, 2022 study by Pew uh, Research Center says there's only 1.6% of all Americans identify as transgender what is the percentage 1.6 that's and that's who say they are if, i'm convinced most people who say they are are actually not and it is a trendy thing and I'll, and and that throws in non-binary too so transgender or or you don't know right. what you are sure right gender fluid whatever 1.6 percent of the population if you get on twitter or social media you would think it was 70 yeah. percent of the population yeah yeah, you're 100% right. All right, real quick before I go to go to a break, I saw this clip, and it's an old clip. Jerry, on this show, um, we love Ron Paul. Okay, yep. And uh, Ron Paul is one of the people who motivated me not just to start really paying attention to politics in a different way, but actually to get motivated to run and try to make a difference where I lived. And so we have great reverence for Ron Paul and his family because Ron Paul, say what you want about him, has been one of the few people in his entire life who has been consistent and never changes. And I find great value in that. And so with that in mind, here's a very old clip of Ron Paul. I'm guessing 1970s, late 70s, maybe early 80s, talking about why the FBI was created the history of the FBI, and this should tell us everything we need to know about what's going on with their weaponization today against regular people. The FBI came in uh, during the First World War, and 
interestingly enough, the one thing that Woodrow Wilson did, he used the FBI to spy on American citizens and actually arrest them if they disagreed with his foreign policy about going to war in Europe. And isn't it interesting how recent they used it in the Vietnam era? Democrats used it there, and Republicans used the FBI to spy on a hundred different groups in this country, including the churches, who disagree with the policy in uh, Central America. It almost looks like the FBI was designed to spy on Americans who might be disagreeing uh, with policy, especially the foreign policy. So the FBI, although I don't think I could condemn everything they've ever done, because I'm sure uh, some of the investigations and investigation of crime uh, has been beneficial, but that could be accomplished through justice department within our states we wouldn't reject that uh, portion of it but i think the, the fbi has uh, kept and continues to keep a lot of records and you look at what's going on today and you realize from the beginning and certainly you talked about under wilson and then obviously the hoover ears the fbi much of it not all of it but much of it was about weaponization of settling grudges or holding threats over people and it's playing out not behind the scenes now like under a hoover it's playing out in full force today in many cases yeah and the scary part is when they have these little things these congressional hearings and and like i think they had director ray last week and he shows up and he gets taken to the woodshed and then it just it goes away like yep. that's just that's just the yeah. yes i did that yeah well you know what current investigation it's under investigation can't talk about it well that's under investigation can't talk about it well, thank you for your time, sir. And then he just leaves, and there's no there's no conclusion to any of this stuff. Uh, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, the U.S. House has voted down an amendment that would require an actual strategy for involvement in Ukraine. This is unbelievable and totally believable at the same time. We'll talk about it when we come back. Jerry, uh, Jerry Lopez in for Casey. It's Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Oh, yeah. It's Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC. Little gaslight anthem. Tom Fallon. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Fallon. Oh, Ryan Close Fallon. enough. <laughs> Good try, Kev. Uh, that's why we love Kev as the producer. He finds all these cool little kind of niche obscure groups and he brings them to the masses. It's uh, Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Kev's here. Jerry Lopez. Uh, find him on Twitter at Indie Spanglish. In for Casey today. And uh, I don't know if you saw this. So Thomas Massey is a U.S. rep from Kentucky. I used to really like him. And then he got squirrely on a couple of different things, including voting for the debt ceiling because he was concerned about procedure. And I was like, I got to divorce myself from you because your procedure is not going to fix 32 trillion in debt. And I can respect that you're for order and the way things are supposed to be done. But when you've got leverage, kid, you better use it. And uh, so I divorced myself from him. However, uh, his he is very liberty-minded, and uh, I do enjoy his posts. And I, he put this out yesterday, Jerry. Quote, we voted on legislation to require a strategy for U.S. involvement in Ukraine. Unbelievably, it failed 301 to 129. That means, Jerry, the Republican Party, along with all Democrats, rejected even having a strategy for where hundreds of billions of dollars are going in Ukraine. Yes. 
There's so much money to be made at war. And I learned that. I, I, I told you, you know, I, I went overseas as a contractor and I was one of those people making money at war. But you get there and you figure out, you know, when I was there, L3 was the company that was feeding us. Yeah. SAIC was the company that was doing our laundry. Like everybody <laughs> was making money hand over fist, uh, going except for the soldiers. Right. right. They're not making anything. <laughs> right. Um, so, no, I'm not surprised. Am I am I upset, man? We've given them so much money. Can we at least have a plan as to where this is going? If it was you talking to your kid, you're like, all right, well, here's the money that we've allocated. Now let's budget this and figure out what we're going to do. We're not doing that at all. You know, it's interesting. I've been listening to Tony the past couple of days because many of us have taken great glee in the fact that the 23-year con that is Mike Pence exploded in two minutes with Tucker Carlson over Ukraine. And Tony has tried to make the case, oh, you know, Mike Pence shouldn't be done or isn't done or whatever. Mike Pence is done. And I really respect Tony as a broadcaster. Mike Pence is done. He should be done. Should have been done a long time ago. He won't even carry Indiana. No, 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 no. Not not He may not even make it to Iowa, much less Indiana. However, Tony seems to be, and I think it'd be interesting to actually have a conversation with him. Maybe we'll do it sometime on these airwaves. Invested in us continuing to fund Ukraine. And my issue on this is, if I have funded it to this point, to the tune of hundreds of billions of dollars, and I can't even get a strategy or a return on investment which says, because of your investment, Mr. Taxpayer, A, B, and C has happened, I'm out. I need to know where my money's going because part of where I know my money is going is to the FTX guy who gave it to a bunch of Democrat politicians. So I know my tax money went to Ukraine. That went to the FTX guy. The FTX guy gave it to Democrats. So I know I'm part of, I don't know how I would not use the word money laundering with this, operation to get money to the Democrat party. I'm done with that. I'm all for it. Hey, the mission is we got to stop Russia because Russia getting the Baltic Sea would be very bad. And okay, I'm open to hear that. But all I've seen so far is the enrichment of Democrat politicians. I have no idea where this actual money went. Zelensky and that country didn't even like us a couple years ago. Oops, we owe him another 6.5 million for an accounting error. Exactly. (laughs) A billion. Yeah, right, right, right. And so my point on this is until we're having that conversation and I can't even get my government to tell me here's the strategy and here's when we're done, I'm out on any more money to this place. I mean, we we we, we talk about a government shutdown for less. Yeah, Right? If we can't reach an agreement on the debt selling, we will shut this country down. And and Tony was trying to make the case, and again, I thought this was very interesting. Well, it's a drop in the bucket. Whose bucket? It's our bucket, exactly. And this is, and this is, I get what he's saying in terms of the grand scheme of things. The government doesn't rise or fall based on this. But if you took 30 things that are a drop in the bucket and you put them all together, if you took 30 Ukraines, which I guarantee you, you could find 30 Ukraines like that. Then now we have a pretty big thing that's making a pretty big difference. And if the thing with Ukraine is about the the Baltic Sea or the Russians or the whatever, then okay, I'm willing to hear that. But right now I see no tangible evidence, one, that it's helping them win the war. And two, I don't know where the money's going. And number three, and most important of all, there's no strategy and I have no idea when we're done, which is every military foreign involvement from this country ever since World War II. Right. We, we didn't have $10 billion to build the wall like five years ago. Yeah, great point. $10 billion to build a wall. If we would have built it back then, I would be more apt to help now. But when I look back and we're being, you know, everybody's coming in the southern border. We have fentanyl crisis, inflation, everything else. And we're just giving them money hand over fist with no accountability and no end in sight. I think I have a duty and an obligation to say what the heck is going on. And if you're a, if you're a U.S. representative and you look at this 
and you say, how do you with your constituents say with a straight face, if you voted no on this, no, you as a taxpayer don't deserve a strategy or a plan on how we're going to judge how your tax dollars are being spent. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier in the show, Jerry, the abuse of the taxpayer and the utter disregard for the taxpayer and telling them you don't mean anything to us. That's what they're telling you. You don't mean anything to us. What was it was it Reagan that said, "Hey, we're I'm from the government. I'm here to help." <laughs> right? Like speaking of uh not meaning anything to us. I don't know if you're aware of this, uh Jerry. By the way, it is the Kendall and Casey show. Jerry Lopez in for Casey today. Uh Biden was told by the Supreme Court, of course, kick rocks on uh the 10k giveaway, the student loan 10k giveaway, 20k in some cases. And now he said, "Hold my beer." And he's got a brand new plan on student loan he calls it forgiveness, but it's money giveaways that would it now appears is going to be more expensive than the one before. So talk about just re- disregard for the taxpayer and the system we have set up. He's ignoring the Supreme Court. The, the whole thing is done. They knew they knew he couldn't do the student loan forgiveness before he pushed it. Right. Nancy Pelosi came out and said he doesn't have the right to do this. He doesn't have the power to do this. And much like Hogsett, here's my gun plan. And they go, well, he can't really do this. The point is that the people with student loan debt and the people who want to have gun outlawed don't know that they can't do it so it looks like they weren't allowed to do it and i again we talk about um the we talked about scalia earlier played that clip of Antonin scalia from the supreme court years ago talking about the centralization of power and the danger that that represents and you have this here in which the supreme court sent a very clear message to joe biden if you don't like supreme court and the way they they judge cases start winning some elections and appoint yeah. some supreme court elections justices. have consequences right, right? right right we were told that right and so what he says is i don't like what you did he is andrew jackson let, you have made your ruling. Now, let's see you enforce it. I'm going to do it again. Now, this is going to end up in court again. They're going to say the same thing they said before. But you have a guy who put his hand on the Bible and sort of uphold and defend the Constitution, deliberately trying to subvert the will of one of the branches of, of the government, which is to say we are the check and balance on the law in this country. If you don't like it, Palski, too bad. And you know what he's saying? He's extending a giant middle finger back at the U.S. Supreme Court. Does it matter if he doesn't remember swearing in? (laughs) Jerry, you are awesome, man. It's been so much fun to work with you today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Find Jerry Lopez on Twitter at Indy Spanglish. Kevin, great job as always. I'm Rob. We'll see you back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC. Stick around. Tony Katz coming up next.